0: Move higher? Could that derail the rally we're seeing in equity markets?
1: Well, it, 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 that depends on the equity investors. They have to find a yield that's uh, you know, basically going to attract their money more so than the yield in the equities would. So, mm. yeah, that, that's the risk-to-return uh, equation they're looking at. Uh, and, look, uh, uh, the overarching driver will be the COVID-19 virus. So so as long as there's, there's signs of a recovery... Uh, and expectations uh, across the world follow that, then of course you're seeing that continue to go into the equity, the risk on markets per se, uh, as long as it's being fueled by the stimulus.
0: Jeff, thanks very much indeed. Have a great weekend. That's Jeff Howie, market strategist at the Singapore Exchange. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio Three. In Asian stocks, they are slipping a bit this morning. The S X 200 in Australia off half a percent. The Nikkei 225 in Japan down also half a percent. Over in South Korea, the Cosby is up this morning, 0.1 percent, but it does look like a negative open for Hong Kong stocks, uh, falling about 0.5, 0.6 percent at the. In the commodities markets, Brent crude oil continues to slide this morning in Asian trading. It's at $63.56 a barrel. Gold is also on the slide. It's down now another $6 from the US close at $1,769 an ounce. That's it for me this week. Have a great weekend. Do please stay tuned for Back Chats. That's coming up with Danny Gittings and Anna Fenton in just a moment. Let me give you an update on the weekend weather. Fine and dry, cool in the morning. The maximum temperature today is going to be around 23 degrees. Uh, the outlook is the weather will remain fine and the temperature difference between day and night will be relatively large in the next uh, few days. Uh, dry with cool mornings tomorrow and then warm during the day early next week. The temperature right now is 16 degrees, 71% relative humidity, and there is a yellow fire danger warning in force. 8.32, here's Samantha Butler with the half-hour news.
2: Hong Kong begins inoculating people against COVID-19 from next Friday, with those aged 60 and over and key workers getting priority. Bookings can be made from Tuesday. The Sinovac jabs are expected to arrive this afternoon and will first be administered at five government centres. A further 24 centres will then open in phases for the BioNTech vaccine due at the end of the month. Here's the Secretary for Health, Sophia Chan. If more people are getting the jabs as early as possible, this would protect our healthcare system and also for the control or the curbing of our epidemic. If more people are getting vaccinated, it would be faster to achieve the herd immunity. Our experts and also internationally are also looking into all these global incentives as to whether after vaccinated people can have, for example, a shorter quarantine period or how widely testing is to be applied. The White House says President Biden will promise $4 billion US billion for an international coronavirus vaccination programme for poorer countries. He'll make the announcement at a virtual meeting with leaders of the world's biggest economies today. Here's the BBC's Steve Jackson.
0: This is a sharp about turn by the Biden administration from Donald Trump's position of refusing to support the global vaccination programme, known as COVAX. White House officials say half of the US money will be released immediately, with the rest to follow over a two-year period. The scheme is led by the World Health Organisation, which President Biden rejoined as soon as he took office, after Mr Trump had pulled the United States out months earlier. The G7 summit will consider not only the funding of COVAX, but also how to secure enough doses for the hundred or more countries that have barely begun vaccinating their populations.
2: Hundreds of thousands of homes in the US state of Texas have spent a fourth day without power after widespread outages following severe winter weather. Some residents are struggling to access food. Millions of people are still without water. Greg Abbott, the Republican governor of Texas, says the state is trying to restore power and water.
3: I want everyone to know that all of us in the state of Texas believe it is completely unacceptable that you had to endure one minute of the challenge that you faced. All of us agree on the necessity of action, not just the action taken to restore your power, but the action to ensure that you never have to endure anything like this ever again.
2: You're listening to the news on RTHK.
3: Good morning. Welcome to Backchat. I'm Danny Gittings. Your co-host this morning is Anna Fenton. Good morning, Anna.
4: Good morning, everybody.
3: On today's show, we'll be looking at the government's COVID-19 vaccination campaign that will begin next week. The first shipment of the Sinovac vaccine is due to arrive in Hong Kong as early as today. But with controversy surrounding the approval process for this China-made vaccine and a new survey showing only 39% willing to get inoculated at the start of the campaign. Will the government have difficulty persuading enough participants to take the anti-Covid shots? And is a vaccine campaign really enough to defeat the virus? Or will we all be still be wearing face masks and having to go through social distancing for many years to come? What do you think? Will you be taking the vaccine shots? Email us at backchat at rthk.hk. That's backchat at rthk.hk. Or you can leave a message on our Facebook page, backchat on RTHK Radio 3 Or give us a call, the number there, 233.0. Double eight. 266. That's 233 266. Our guest for the first part of the discussion, we're do- joined by Dr. Shea Tak Ming, who's a specialist in geriatric med- medicine. And we hope to be joined shortly by Dr. Alvin Chan, Dr. Alvin Chan, the uh, co chair of the Advisory Committee on Communicable Diseases at Hong Kong Medical Association. Uh, good morning, Dr. Shea. Welcome to Back Chat. Good morning. Okay, good now morning. Uh, um, we just had the government's um, uh, announcement on the vaccination campaign. I think there's quite a lot of confusion about, um, about it. Did do you? Do you, do you think it's, the details are too complicated and can you help us actually understand exactly how it's going to work?
5: Actually, I think this is a very complicated science. But as citizens, I think that it is a good deal to have a vaccine arrive in Hong Kong. And I think there, uh, from the information, there's two vaccines. One is the side wet, one is the biotech. They are the one from... Uh, they, are, they have different mechanisms, they have different science base. But I think that both of them are quite uh, equally effective uh, because uh, they have the... The side of where a traditional vaccine is uh, due to a, by, by you activate activated virus. I think mean, this is more traditional. may not be that effective for older pe- people because the older people have a weaker immune response. Um, but for the other general population it should be okay. And for the, the Biotel vaccine, it is a, one of the the, the the one for the first kind of this kind of vaccine because this is uh, using the messenger RNA, some kind of genes genes uh, stimulation to 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 stimulate the cells to produce the antibody. This is a very new technology and uh, this is very very effective. From the information, I don't have the first-hand information. I just have the second-hand information. It, it seems that it is 95% effective. But this is uh, too new. I think uh, very effective, but we need more time to observe the, whether there's any side effect uh, in the long, long, long run state. 10, one year
3: or 10 years later. Yeah. Yeah, let's follow up on that safety point because we've received an email from a listener. There's a couple of questions um, he raises, uh, Johnny, but let's just uh, take up the first point, the first question he raises initially, which relates to what you just yep. said. He said, my first question focuses on the safety of the vaccine for an elderly person, specifically my 80 year old grandmother. Given the Sinovac shot is based on the traditional vaccine technology, i.e. dead virus is used to help the body develop an immune response, isn't it safer for my grandmother than the Pfizer shot, which is based on MRA, a new and untested technology for which we have no idea what the longer-term effects might be?
5: Yes, from, the, from our information available, the second-hand information, I think both vaccines are both safe and effective in all the, all the population. And all the population is particularly vulnerable in this uh, coronavirus, in this COVID-19. So I think the, of those, I would advise all, all citizens above age 80 to receive either one of the vaccines. This is equally effective and equally safe. And sometimes we, we read in the newspaper that all, after the vaccine, there's some, some, some side effects, there's some mortality. But I think the... Uh, according to the in UK, we have millions of the citizens in uh, received the the, the messenger RNA uh, vaccine the bank vaccine. They are, it seems that the side effect of is very minimal.
3: So yeah, I think so don't, so don't now you're saying there's no? Because I thought just now you were saying there might be a difference between them for elderly people. You say you think they're both equally safe for elderly people.
5: Yeah, yeah. According to the information we we have, equally
4: equally safe. Yeah, yeah. So, Doctor Che, could you just clarify, please, when you say elderly people, what's the cut-off point? You know, supposing you're middle-aged, what we consider middle-aged in your 50s, say, um, we're Hong Kong people in our 50s. What, which one should we be angling for? Do you think?
5: I think uh, according to, to 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 the pandemic, those above age 80s, they are very, very highly vulnerable they're easily attacked by the COVID-19 virus and their highest mortality among all the age so groups. So they should
4: so go this, for BioNTech, you think?
5: I think uh, both Sinovac and BioNTech seems very effective in, in, in this age 80 population.
4: But for younger people, do, is it the same? It doesn't matter, just get a vaccine? Is that what you're saying?
5: Uh, for the younger younger young people, because they are less vulnerable for the COVID-19 but as uh, citizens, for her humility, to achieve her immunity, say so I will encourage all population if they have chance to receive the vaccine, that they, they should do it.
4: Any any vaccine, just get it done.
5: Yeah, yeah.
3: OK, we're discussing the government's COVID-19 vaccination campaign. Announced yesterday, the vaccines arriving from today onwards and the vaccination campaign expected to begin at the end of next week. Uh, you have just heard Dr. Shetak Ming, a specialist in geriatric medicine. And we're now also joined by Dr. Alvin Chan, uh, co-chair of the Advisory Committee on Communicable Diseases at the Hong Kong Medical Association. Good morning, Dr. Chan. Morning. Now uh, there was another um, survey yesterday, again showing a, a very low percentage of the population who uh, who want to get vaccinated. At the beginning, I think only 39 uh, percent showing infusion for vaccination at um, in the in the early stages. Um, how much how much of a problem is this going to be? Well, of course, um, that would be a barrier
1: for the community to achieve a herd immunity. And uh, I think one of the problems, of course, is because of the negative comments against <coughs> vaccination uh, in the recent few months, uh, say, crit- criticizing uh, the uh, vaccines uh, from uh, the, the safety
6: aspects
1: or from the data that had been released uh, from the news reports of some some of those people who had suffered after vaccination, that those founded on scientific evidence and just uh, uh, in, in a way just guessing or assumptions after the news reports of the negative uh, or side effects of those uh, vaccines. But uh, later the scientific reports have proven or, or the government investigation uh, or WHO's investigations uh, had revealed that uh, the side effects or uh, those side effects of the vaccines and, and yet those uh, scientific uh, reports or the uh, investigation reports of the WHO were not really uh, reported as Heard those uh, reports. I think uh, the government should put should put more effort in clarifying and in um, uh, fact-check of those uh, negative comments, and then have to ensure the general public that, in fact, those vaccines are really safe.
4: Mm, because, in truth, um, it's it's fair to say, isn't it, that it's very hard to attribute correctly to the death of an older person, whether it was caused by the vaccine or not, isn't it? And I'm hearing um, anec- anecdotally from my mother and all her cohort in the UK, who are in their 80s, they've all had the first dose of BioNTech, Pfizer-BioNTech, and only one out of probably 50 people has had a bad reaction, and they were quite pleased to have a reaction because they thought yeah. that that meant it was working.
1: Well. In fact, I, I would like to uh, um, comment on, uh, say, uh, the elderly outcome. Say, in Norway, 33 had died after uh, 70,000 people were vaccinated in Norway. My friends, my uh, because I'm also the co-chair of the International Affairs Committee of the. Hong Kong Medical Association. I have many friends uh, in also in Norway, and they said that in fact those uh, incidents were really incidental. And that is in Norway, those elderly homes were not like those in Hong Kong. They were in remote areas, and in in fact, only 5.5 billion people live in Norway, such a vast land, hilly land. And they, if anybody is sick in the elderly homes, the transport to the hospital near hospital most likely would take at least five or six hours if they are not carried by helicopters, even by helicopters, they would take a lot uh, uh, one, one one or two hours. so in that case, it is not really surprising if some people get stick in the elderly home, they could not be attended uh, as emergently or urgently as in Hong Kong, uh, where the ambulance could carry you to the hospital within uh, 15 minutes. So I I think it is a totally different situation. So I I think uh, uh, in addition to the the situation that uh, some elderly there receiving the vaccines are really too old and frail, with chronic illnesses already morbid. And uh, that adds to the possibility of those um, mortal uh, outcomes. And in fact, every week there could be 400 people, elderly people who died in their uh, 5.5 million people. And so um, that's why I would believe that uh, why the WHO investigations and also the Norwegian government investigations have found that, in fact, those um, uh, deaths were not really related to the vaccination, uh, and uh, also, as you said, uh, although uh, pregnant women uh, were not studied in their three phases of trials, but in actual fact, um, the pre- pregnant women. After assassinations, they have good um, reports, and I think um, we are assured that
7: uh, the vaccine stays in
3: that way. OK, we're discussing uh, the government's COVID-19 vaccination campaign. Details announced yesterday. If you have any thoughts, uh, email us at backchat at rthk.hk. That's backchat at rthk.hk. Or you leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio Free. Let's bring in a selection of comments coming in from listeners so on our Facebook page. Uh, Dan says, isn't the solution to motivating Hong Kong people to get the jab obvious? Freedom to travel. Get the jab and a booster and get on a plane or boat. No quarantine on Pond Return. Simple, effective. Well, I think we'd all like like to see that. Uh, uh, Among the emails coming in, uh, Tom says, good news to hear, vaccines have finally been approved. Getting the Sinovac vaccine looks to be far safer than a cold day in Texas or walk through the Australian Defence Minister's office. While not perfect, the Sinovac vaccine clearly reduces the severity of symptoms and we can always get uh, another different booster vaccine later, which will probably be necessary because of all the new COVID variants uh, popping up. Uh, and a couple of uh, related, question, uh, related emails, uh, Neil saying uh, the uh, present social distancing restrictions and quarantine regulations are to prevent hospitals from being unable to handle the number of COVID patients. What level of va- vaccine efficacy is required to reduce the possibility of hospitals being unable to handle the demand for ICU care, etc. That point is also picked up uh, by Johnny, who I I read Johnny's first question earlier, but uh, Johnny's uh, second question about the widely quoted efficacy rate of the vaccine, specifically the difference between its overall efficacy and the efficacy in preventing severe disease. So Johnny's saying, based on his limited knowledge, the Pfizer vaccine has a rate of about 95%. While the overall rate of Sinovac is as low as 50% in Brazil, but as high as 91% in Turkey. However, when we look at the, uh, the rate in preventing severe disease, the Sinovac vaccine had 100% success in Brazil. Could your guest explain why Sinovac's overall rate differed so widely between these different countries and whether we should be looking at the overall rate or its rate in terms of preventing severe disease? Um, maybe, uh, Dr. S- uh, Do- Dr. Shea, um, uh, can you answer the listeners' questions about um, the efficacy rate of these different vaccines and whether we should be looking at uh, whether it's just stopping severe disease or its overall rate?
5: Actually we see the from the from the available information is that the, the vaccine they are test on different study populations. I think in say the southern you see the effect the, 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 the efficacy is from fifty percent to ninety percent. Because for for the study in the ninety percent, I think in I think the the, the vaccine is test on general population, like other vaccines. Uh, but in Brazil the the study population is very specific is the medical personnel age over 80, again. So this is a more high uh, risk population. They are young, they are uh, frontline doctors or nurse or uh, medical personnel. So, they are, so the, the efficacy seems very uh, a bit low of 50%. But it says that, the, but the also mentioned that the, the, the data uh, said that the, it is highly effective to avoid mortality or uh, ICU care. So, so in in uh, in, in in my in the impression is that these kinds of vaccines are all, all, all are effective, but different population have the different efficacy. But uh, on the safety profile is quite I think is quite favorable. So I think even the biotech vaccine or the the vaccine, they are the equally effective and the side effect is minimal. I think.
4: So, Dr. Chan, um, where are you sitting with this? Will you you be having the vaccine right away?
1: Um, I think I have to um, look at the details. First of all, the Sinovac had their studies only in uh, 18 to 59 years old subjects. Uh, According to their studies reports, they were not reporting their effectiveness and science in those over 59 years old. Not to mention that their third-place reports are not being published in <coughs> international reports, uh, journals. And so I would like to uh, know more details uh, of the reports of the scientific uh, committees of the government. How did they analyze the situation? Because if, if say, Uh, I I was uh, over 60 years old, and yet the effectiveness of the vaccine has to be clarified about uh, their um, reports in uh, people over 60 years of age. And also I would think that um, we we don't um, mess it up. We are now preventing those patients with severe diseases and uh, going to ICU so that the health system will not be overwhelmed. I think this is the purpose, because um, the vaccines are not going to prevent you from being infected. They are preventing you from having a severe diseases in Sinovac. In fact, also for um, the BioNTech as well. They are not preventing you from infection, uh, basically. So even after vaccination, you could be infected, only that uh, you would be asymptomatic or with minimal symptoms, hopefully. And in, in that case, I think um, we have to think twice if you have to allow those vaccinated to go abroad or et cetera. Perhaps you, add, you need to add an antibody test that you are really uh, um, uh, protected and uh, have the antibody. Otherwise, uh, we could still carry the virus around.
3: A lot of questions coming in from our listeners. We'll try and get to as many of them as we can. Uh, First of all, uh, uh, Dr Chan, uh, Neil says, I am taking a flight in a few weeks and will need a COVID test negative result in order to fly. If I have the vaccine before that, will it affect the test route?
1: Of course. If you have the vaccine, it is good that... um, you could have a high chance that you would develop antibody against the uh, virus. But uh, as I just said, there could also be a possibility that you were protected to the extent that you won't suffer from the disease, but still you could uh, be uh, infected in a way. So uh, I think um, if you have uh, the vaccination and uh, if that is the Uh, consensus between different nations that you could have a vaccine passport, so to say. So then then that is good. But But if some nations say, oh no, you still need to have the antibody test, then it depends on that nation.
4: But this raises lots of interesting questions, doesn't it? Does the Sinovac meet the approval of enough other countries that they would accept it? First question. And the other is, I think, to Neil's point, is... Does having the vaccination mean that you might test positive on a COVID test just by having the vaccination?
1: In fact, uh, it depends on the sovereignty of that nation, whether they accept the vaccine passport, so to say, or not. You know, um, it is not really something determined by the WHO, isn't it? So I think it, is still, need, um, it still needs consensus between, say, if you want to have a travel bubble like between uh, Singapore and Hong Kong, it needs both places to recognise or to acknowledge the effects of the vaccines um, given. Uh, say, for example, in Singapore, they only have uh, Moderna and um, uh, Pfizer about that, mm-hmm. and they might not accept uh, acknowledge
7: Sinovac. I don't know.
3: But how about oh, this specific point about if you have the vaccine, is it, is there then a, and you then need to have a test a few weeks later, is there a danger you'll get a positive test result because of antibodies in your system from the vaccine?
1: I think it's still possible that after vaccination, you could uh, still be infected and you are not mm-hmm. protected. And so, uh, in fact, first of all, you need a few weeks after vaccination to develop the immunity, all right? So it, it, it depends on individuals how many weeks after vaccination you would develop the immunity. I think. Second, I think, there uh, are some people who would not develop immunity after vaccination. That is a fact. Say even uh, beyond that, it's only 95%. It's not
4: 100%. I think Neil's point, Dr. Chan, is would the vaccination by itself give you uh, a positive test result, whether or not you had actually acquired the infection. Would the mere fact of having the vaccine have a risk of showing up as a positive test?
1: I I don't think so. Uh, uh, Having the vaccination won't make you, uh, say, uh, be identified as an infected person with, with a positive.
3: Okay. No. Uh, let's go back to Dr. Shea because we've only, uh, only got a couple of minutes before the news. Um, Dr. Shea, uh, how long yep. do you think it will take to actually? Well, we had some questions about herd immunity. How long would do you think it will take to vaccinate enough people in Hong Kong to really have some effect?
5: I think uh, if we 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 have this program, to, uh, I think at least half, maybe six months time, we, we and we encourage more citizens to to do the jab. I think. If time, we can and achieve the herd humanity, if everyone
3: willing to do it. <laughs> uh, that is a very optimistic scenario. Um, you, you've, yeah. you, but that depends on public uptake of vaccines as well, doesn't it? If we still yeah, only yeah. have 39 percent who want to take vaccines, uh, it, we're not going to get anywhere close to herd immunity. Yeah, and well, uh, well,
5: very last thing is the the the. the before the vaccination program, but after the vaccination program, you see the, many, many people, you, the the citizens said that oh, my neighbor is doing the jobs without any problem. Then they will have more sense of security. They will do they will do the jobs more e- the JEP more easily. So, so I think it's very likely that the initial response is not the it's not a fixed response. Or I think as the rest, the program goes on, I think and if the vaccine is okay, I think more and more people will do it.
3: So you're optimistic? I mean, if we look at experience in uh, Western countries and in Britain, uh, where I think they've got something like uh, 95% of the elderly population vaccinated now, that c- could we reach the same sort of level in Hong Kong? Uh,
5: we, I think we to do the best uh, to achieve that.
3: Okay, okay. thank you very much. Uh, you just heard uh, Dr. Tak Ming, a specialist in uh, geriatric uh, medicine, and also joining us uh, for the first half of the show was uh, Dr. Alvin Chan, the uh, co-chair of the Advisory Committee on Communicable Diseases, Hong Kong Medical Association. Uh, a lot of emails coming in on this topic. Uh, just maybe time for one before the news. Uh, Gladys says, surely we have to attain not just local, but international acceptance of the efficacy of the vaccine which we use in Hong Kong. Otherwise, how will we be able to resist- resume travel well we have to wait for who approval of all vaccines before international travel can pick up a lot of other comments as well and if you have anything to add then do email us at backchat at rthk.hk that's backchat at rthk.hk or you can go to our facebook page backchat on rthk radio free and leave a comment there and we'll try and get some more of those comments shortly uh the weather forecast uh it will be fine and dry cool in the morning the maximum temperature will be around 23 degrees. Currently, the temperature is 17 degrees. Relative humidity, 69%. Stay with us. We'll be back in three minutes.
2: Half of the state's counties. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
3: Welcome back to Backchat. I'm Danny Gittings. Your co- co-host this morning is Anna Fenton. In the second half of the show, we're continuing the discussion about the uh, government's uh, COVID-19 vaccination campaign that was announced yesterday. Um, with The first vaccines expected to arrive in Hong Kong later today and the vaccination campaign itself expected to begin at the end of next week. Our guests in the second half of the show, Dr Henry Young, president of the Hong Kong Doctors' Union, and Dr Pan Pei Chow, a regular guest on Backchat, a former vice-chair of the Hong Kong Federation of Trade Unions. If you have any thoughts on the vaccination campaign, uh, do email us at backchat at rthk.hk. That's backchat at rthk.hk. Or you can go to our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. Leave a comment there. A lot of comments coming in from listeners. So let's just, just bring in a couple of comments before we go to our listeners in, uh, to our guests, including some uh, uh, questions from our listeners. Uh, first of all, uh, Brigitte says, this is historic. Once the vaccination campaign begins, Hong Kong has an opportunity to take a lead in Asia and the world by becoming the first country in the world to vaccinate its entire population in the next six months. Let's do it. Uh, Doug has a question. I welcome the vaccination campaign, but prefer the biotech vaccine. Not because of distrust of China-produced vaccine, but because being a British citizen, I may eventually move to the UK... And if annual shots are necessary, then Sinovac may not be available in the UK. Is is it perhaps best not to mix vaccines, uh, Doug asks. Under the booking system starting next week, will I be able to opt for biotech, although the vaccine will not arrive in Hong Kong until March? Or do I have to delay booking until later? We also have another question on mixing of vaccines. Um, uh, For the doctors, says uh, John. When I was young, I received the Salic pol- polio vaccine. Three years later, the Sabine oral vaccine was rolled out. I got that one too. Is there any medical reason to think it will be a bad idea to take whichever COVID vaccine is offer, offer on offer now with the idea that in four or five months, when vaccine supplies are plentiful, you can take an M- mRNA vaccine for greater assurance. A couple of related questions there. Uh, Dr, Dr. Henry Young, uh, good morning. Welcome to Backchat. Dr. Young? Okay, uh, Dr. Pampei Chow. Hi. (laughs) Yeah. Good morning. Thank you. Welcome back to welcome back to chat. Um, Before we go on to other topics, how how about those questions from our listeners about mixing vaccines?
6: Um, I I really don't know. Um, I'm not a specialist in this field, right? But I I I think that if you receive, uh, say, a a course of uh, one sort of uh, vaccine, uh, that means two doses. And then later on, a few months later, you receive another uh, type of vaccine. I think there shouldn't be any uh, contraindications to that. That, That's my understanding. Whether that is necessary or offers extra protection or not, I don't know.
4: Dr. Pan, how do you think we're going to inspire everybody to agree to get vaccinated? Do you think they will... um you know, <clears throat> we keep hearing the word herd immunity. Do you think everybody will behave like members of the herd when they see nice pictures of everybody lining up to get vaccinated?
6: Well, I'm skeptical about this. Uh, uh, this uh, uh, about, about this, right? Because I think that uh, people will uh, will sort of uh, see the vaccine initially, at least, right, uh, with sort of uh, a suspicious eye, right? Uh, I take myself, for example. Uh, uh, it took me quite a few years to, uh, start, uh, having, uh, influenza vaccines every year. Uh, so initially, I, I heard about that there's some, uh, rare sort of complications like, like the guillain barre syndrome, which was a neurological problem. So I feel a bit skeptical about that. But then after a few years, I start to see the benefit of that and I, uh, join in. So if you, uh, for this, this uh, coronavirus, uh, of course, a lot of people have their lives affected by uh, by the, the, say, the uh, measures, right, to prevent uh, infection. Uh, there may be a stronger motivation for people to get it, uh, get it, uh, injected, uh, but still I think a large part of the population may, at least initially, right, sort of uh, uh, remain skeptical until they see their friends getting uh, injected and they are sort of, uh, they are well and uh, they have no problem, then they start to feel reassured. So I think it takes time, yeah.
3: On the issue of uh, public scepticism and on perhaps the uh, sort of political angle, which we haven't touched on so far, let me read out an email from uh, Matthew. Matthew says the government has chosen to politicise the vaccine programme and put demonstrating their patriotism ahead of public health by forcing in the less effective mainland produced Sinovac vaccine. This vaccine has a significantly lower efficacy rate, has not publicly released its data and is not yet even approved by the mainland-friendly WHO. As a result, our vaccine programme is starting late and people have very low levels of confidence in it, which will severely impact vaccination rates. I doubt that even the most loyal and bluest of the patriots will actually opt for Sinovac if they have a choice in financial means. Even Hong Kong's top patriot and former DAB chairman, chat Tam Yu Chung, had the more effective Sinopharm vaccine and not Sinovac. So who should be vaccinated first with the Sinovac vaccine? Televised vaccinations of all members of the Executive Council and LegCo would be a good way to kick it off. I'm sure just behind them at the five out of 29 vaccination centres offering Sinovac vaccinations will be the loyal members of the Backchat new listener cadre. Look forward to hearing their work reports. Uh, work reports in inverted commas on their experiences next week. Uh, thank you very much, Matthew. Uh, Dr. Pan, would you like to respond?
6: Uh, I, I think that uh, say um, actually uh, there there are different opinions about uh, say the approval of uh, vaccines. I've heard a lot of people grumbling uh, when the say when the advisory committee. Sort of uh delayed uh, approval of the of the Chinese vaccine uh some people say that they <laughs> i mean they, they are politically biased to the other side and then now this is the first time that I heard about uh say uh, views from from, the, from 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 this uh, from from the other side so I, I think that uh, the, i I know some of the members of the advisory committee I know that they are very respectable members of the of the medical science community right so uh, I trust their their judgment um, my understanding uh, uh correct me if i 'm wrong i think the w h o has um, uh, i don't I, I think that they have given approval right to the to, to the chinese vaccine uh the one that we are having i uh Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I, what I understand. They, also, they have also provided data to the advisory committee uh, on their stage uh, uh, phase three trials. So, uh, I think uh, I the problem, I problem
3: is that that hasn't been published, isn't it? Um, that the normal procedure, I mean, you can say that we're in an emergency situation here and uh, you, you have to act mm-hmm. fast, but um, they haven't gone through what would be the normal procedures and what, what has, has been gone through with the other vaccines.
6: Yeah. The, the problem with the Chinese vaccine is because, uh, they have to conduct the phase three trials, uh, at uh, three different uh, countries because, uh, China uh, ran out of, uh, uh, say the, the COVID-19 cases, right? Uh, because it has been, uh, uh, controlled, right? So, so they can't conduct the phase three trial, uh, on, on Chinese soil. So, uh, as a result, they have to rely on, uh, say the trials conducted in three different countries. So this gives them uh, some difficulty, right? So I don't know whether I, I think that uh, the advisory committee can be trusted, right? They they sh- must have seen the data, and they believe it is reliable, right? Because they, uh, I know that they are very responsible people, right? And uh, and you, as you can see, right, some of the members uh, they they have uh, their their political uh, stand. Uh, at, at least as we know, are uh, not really that uh, friendly to, to the mainland, uh, to the Chinese government. Right? So uh, so I think that if they have a collective uh, decision, that, that can be trusted.
4: So you could say that we are the phase three trials?
6: No, I don't think so. I don't think so. The phase three trial uh, has been conducted as far as I know, but they need to collate the data from the three countries where the, it was conducted.
4: So but but they, uh, time hasn't, I mean, enough time hasn't gone by, has it? My understanding of phase three trials is they take place over a minimum of two years. But to be fair, this is the same for all of the new vaccines. None sure, of them sure. have completed mm. proper phase three trials yet. The clinical profile of this, of all of the vaccines, is the shortest ever, isn't it?
6: Mm. Because there is such a uh, urgent need right to uh, control the the. Uh, the epidemic, right, so that's why uh, it's only, uh, say, at this stage they are granting the sort of for emergency use only, right, the vaccines uh, for em- for emergency use only. It's not, uh, say, uh, definite uh, approval as such. Right?
4: So I think Dr. Benjamin Cowling um, uh, said earlier in the week that the issue was transparency with the data on the Sinovac, and he was just questioning why is it not more transparent whatever data is there why is it not more transparent
6: um i don't know because i think that uh i think the advisory committee should uh say provide the public with more information on that right
3: so okay that's yeah Sorry, uh, let's bring some more comments uh, from uh, listeners. And first of all, uh, uh, John, who'd asked about mixing vaccines in a follow up message, says, Please thank Dr. Pan for his clear and direct answer to my uh, question. So, a satisfied customer there, Dr. Pan. Um, Jim says, I am 80 years old. I will accept any approved vaccination when available. Uh, Doug talking about uh, quarantine. How can we see the data on the number of travellers arriving in the, in the last year? We want to see test, how many tested on arrival, confirmed positive. Tested on arrival, negative. Quarantine at home and tested after 10 days. Tested on arrival, negative. Then tested in the hotel, tested after 10 days. How many are positive, taken to government facilities? And now t- uh, 21 days away from Hong Kong. All other countries have dropped this requirement Tested before getting on a plane, tested on arrival, tested after 10 days, tested after 19 days, still locked up for 21 days. Why does the government publish the data? They only publish imported cases, but they don't say if you've arrived by plane or if it's from walking across the border. Uh, and then Neil raises an issue about the, uh, the vac- vaccination distribution. Perhaps we could talk about this a little fur- further. And uh, Neil's saying if the take up of vaccines in the target groups is too low... And, of course, we've been hearing there's a lot of people saying they're not going to take the vaccines, uh, at least at the moment. If the takeover of the vaccines in the target groups is too low, rather than the vaccines going to waste, will the government allow walk-in or family members of target groups or people keen to be vaccinated to sign up? I'm keen for my whole household to have the vaccine. Thank you very much, Neil. How about that issue? Um, I I, I know you're not involved in the the vaccination campaign, Dr. Pan. but what Mm -hmm. are your thoughts and also this this, um, announcement from the government that uh, you can actually, if you're an elderly person, depending on your age, you can take one or two people with you and they will be vaccinated even if they're not in the target group?
6: Well, I think this is uh, uh, mainly uh, sort of... uh, uh, a convenient uh, measure because some of these older people they 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 are just too frail, right, to go to the center for the vaccination on their own. Right, so they need someone to say, for example, to take care of them, or even to say uh, push a wheelchair or something to to bring them to the center. So uh, for these people who have uh, taken the time to arrive at the center, so. Uh, I think the government thinks that it would be a good idea to also allow them to have the vaccination so that they don't have to go there a second time. Uh, also, because these people who are taking care of the elderly, um, it's, uh, it's a very time-consuming job, so they may have difficulty in uh, sparing extra time later, right, to book in and to go to the clinic. So I think this is a measure to uh, make it easy for these people, right? It's not a sort
3: of privilege, right? And, and how about the issue? I mean, it's become quite common, Anna, you're referring to this, in, in Britain that if there are spare vaccination doses left over at the end of the day, they will just um, vaccinate anybody. And in the US, we've had reports even of people touring vaccination centres at the end of the day. Um, a lot of these vaccines can't be stored for very long. Do, do you think That's right. Yes. Do you think we're going to see something similar in Hong Kong? Uh, Vaccine roaming, the- you might call it.
6: Yes, from from the look of it it seems that the government is uh uh plans to to give only to the uh to the so sort of uh uh those people who have special need right uh, in the first stage but I think if after a few days uh, two to three days then uh, and there's uh, uh, quite a lot of excess right uh, as, uh, especially for the for the uh, for the which one the the, the the beyond tech uh, uh uh vaccine uh because they have special uh storage needs. So I think the government will uh, loosen the, the the arrangement, right? And uh, to allow say uh walk in uh people to walk in to have to receive the vaccination uh, sort towards the end of the day, right? I think this 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 will be a, a good arrangement, right? But probably not at the first stage, because government will need to see how many people actually goes to the, to the centres. Uh, and they can't advocate if, say, a lot of people go there and they find out that the vaccine has all been used up by the, the people will, say, sort of complain about that.
4: Dr. Pan, I know many of the private doctors' practices are keen to get involved in the vaccination programme mm-hmm. and have, yes. been, um, have been knocked back by the government so far. Do you see a, there, there coming a point where the government will relent on that and allow the private doctors to to get involved sooner rather than later?
6: Yes, I'm sure that uh, this will this will be the case. I, I think Dr. Yuen may be in a better position to, uh, to to comment on on this question. But uh, personally, I think that uh, uh, after the initial stage, right, uh, when the government has a feel, right, of how keen people are going to receive uh, vaccines, uh, that, that this will be rolled out, right.
3: Okay. Uh, another question from a listener about uh, mixing of uh, vaccines. Whether it's okay to mix vaccines? Doctor Pan, you you already uh, addressed that once, but as there does seem to be quite a lot of concern about uh, listeners mm-hmm. about it. Let's just go back to this again. You were saying, just speaking from general medical knowledge, as far as you understand, there there shouldn't be any problem with that.
6: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now, because I think that uh, the purpose of having the vaccine, right, is to Stimulate the uh, immune system, right? Uh, so that the immune system will provide, uh, will produce uh, antibodies uh, against uh, the 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 virus, right? I think the, the the uh one type of vaccine is to use uh, deactivated virus, right? To, mm. uh, to 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 stimulate the the body, the immune system directly, and. Uh, uh, so the antibodies may have different uh, uh, targets, right? Different parts of the of the virus, right? To act on, right? Uh, whereas for the some types of uh, vaccines, uh, they use uh, only uh, specific uh, proteins, right, on the virus, uh, and uh, so to to stimulate the body to make antibodies against these uh, very specific uh, proteins, like the spike protein. Um, this will produce, may have uh, stimulate a, a, a larger immune response but the antibodies will only be targeting at uh, this specific uh, protein, the spike protein. So they have different sort of uh, uh, strength and weaknesses.
4: So it might actually be good to have both of them actually then?
6: It seems to be so, it seems to be so, if there's uh, uh, say abundant supply of, uh, of vaccines then this may be a good idea. Uh, but on the other hand, now, uh, also we, we know that the vaccines also have some side effects. All right? Some may have less, some may have more. But if you have different types of uh, vaccines uh, uh, received, you may expose yourself to a slightly higher risk of uh, having different side effects. So okay. that that's another point of view, right?
3: And another question for our listener. Thank you very much, Dr. Pan. You're providing helpful advice to questions for our listeners here. Another question for our, listener, our listeners concerned, is it dangerous to have the vaccine if you've already previously had COVID? And in particular, of course, uh, not many people who get COVID, or at least some people who get COVID, don't necessarily realise they've had COVID. They may have very mild symptoms. So you mm. might have had COVID without necessarily being aware of it, and you, you then subsequently take the vaccine. Uh, from, from your medical knowledge, do, do you think there could be any concerns there?
6: Uh, Now, from my uh, understanding, say, with, uh, say, very well-known infectious diseases, um, to have a vaccination uh, while you already have uh, been exposed to the disease and that your body has antibodies against that uh, virus or or bacteria, uh, as far as I know, right, doesn't uh, pose extra danger or, or, uh, say, risk uh, to the individual, right? Uh, from my knowledge, I don't think there's any sort of contraindication, say, for example, someone who has measles, uh, measles before, right, and then they shouldn't have a, a measles uh, inoculation. So, uh, as far as I know, there's, there's no restriction on that, but it may not be necessary, right? Mm. So I, I think that, uh, that 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 is my understanding. But uh, but I think that Dr. Young, mm-hmm. well, when when he's available, he may you may have, be able we do, have
4: him now. Uh, we have him now, Dr. Pan. Okay,
6: yeah, you better <laughs> ask him. <laughs> he has more experience
3: of that. Uh, Dr. Young, uh, President of Hong Kong uh, Doctors' Union. Uh, good morning. Welcome to Back Chat. Yes. Good morning, Yeah, yeah uh, Good morning. Uh, before you join us, a lot of questions from listeners, who obviously people in Hong Kong very concerned about the details about vaccines. In fact. The question Dr. Pan was addressing just then, a question from a listener, if you've previously had COVID, perhaps not been aware that you had COVID, uh, if you had very mild symptoms, is there any danger if you subsequently take the vaccine?
7: Uh, from the WHO recommendation, if you previously contracted uh, COVID, where the symptoms uh, occur or that, that there's no symptom at all, you don't know, they recommend you, you just take the COVID vaccine. Because uh, it will boost up your immunity, after all, Same. And it doesn't cause you harm. Same
4: anyway. as like if you had the flu, it would still be okay to have the vaccine.
7: You mean, uh, in the meantime, when I'm the, having the flu, uh, uh, co- concurrently, I don't think you...
4: Not concurrently. This will,
7: this will uh, interfere with your immunity. Because uh, you have already an ongoing illness inside your body. You have to have your immunity uh, as strong strong enough to, to bear or two, 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 two viruses in your in your body. That's uh, it's not it's not um, uh, it's not advisable to yeah. have the vaccine. When yeah, you have but, the, uh, disease.
4: but if you've yeah. had flu, that does not stop you having the vaccine, does it? Following I, the flu, I,
7: I I don't I I don't think so. I think uh, you have to uh, be. Uh, the stage before
3: they take the vaccine, we've so also had a lot of questions from listeners about uh, mix and match, match on vaccines. So whether it's okay to take uh, one vaccine now, or there's limited availability of vaccines uh, at the beginning, and then um, take another vaccine. Mixed vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mixed I, vaccine. I mean, I mean the, you
7: know, medical profession, we don't recommend that uh, mixed vaccine unless 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 you're forced to, in case there are lack of vaccines, anyway.
3: OK, well, that, that's a real possibility, a lack of vaccines. Yeah, that's real so is lack
7: vaccines. In, in, yeah, that, yeah,
3: in those know. circumstances, yeah. what would your medical opinion be about mixing vaccines?
7: I don't think it's uh, advisable to do that if you have uh, uh, other vaccines available. Uh, I think that's not advisable at all but uh, if you're, it's the you're, you're doing mixed vaccine you're just doing first dose of a vaccine second dose of b vaccine you you
3: simply that means that you take the a vaccine for first dose and b vaccine for first dose and that's all Okay. Okay. And and more generally, um, we've been talking also about uh, all these surveys which show a very uh, low rate among Hong Kong people who actually are, are keen to take the vaccines at the moment. Uh, do you think that will change? And what, what can the government do to actually encourage a higher participation rate?
7: I think the government wouldn't do very much to encourage the people to take the vaccine from what we have heard in the news that three days ago. I think uh, we have to build up the immunity all by myself, uh, ourselves, you know. And um, even in the medical community, there's only 10 to 20 percent of people are taking the influenza vaccine. And uh, for the total population of 40 percent, I think it's uh, at most up to 50 percent of the community will take the, take the vaccine after all, because uh, uh, everybody's looking, <laughs> everybody responds after the vaccine. And uh, they are hoping for the best that they won't contract the, the, the COVID unless there's a really a very early serious uh, epidemic coming up in the near future.
4: Dr. Young, a while ago I asked you what your thoughts on taking the vaccine would be yourself and you said that you would wait and see. What's your uh, I, I, point I, I, I now? I
7: myself won't wait. You won't wait? <laughs> a, I always uh, go to, for challenge. I, even for the uh, swine SWI influenza, I, I'm the first one. Uh, so I, I took the took the vaccine obviously
4: with the, with the chief executive. Oh you have with you've that, done yeah. it already?
7: Yeah, yeah, for the white vaccine.
3: So, so not yeah. for not yeah. for this is not the COVID 19 you haven't had the COVID nineteen. I
7: haven't had the no not, not the Chinese. Yeah. I I I I'm sure can take the COVID-19 vaccine uh anytime,
3: you know. But what you're saying, if you don't think the participation rate is going to change and we're gonna have a low lower percentage of the Hong Kong population being vaccinated uh, we're never going to get out of social distancing and mask wearing, are we? Because we won't reach um, the level of immunity for, for for herd immunity. And the virus will still be transmitting around in the community. We'll have to live yeah, with COVID the, forever. Uh, this,
7: the problem is that uh, it's not just Hong Kong. If you look at the global, there's uh, still no, lots of uh, community around the world. You have to make sure that everybody uh,
4: Dr. Young, we had a question from a listener about the data on the quarantine, uh, particularly about the second and third weeks of hotel quarantine. How many people show up positive in those second and third weeks? And also the numbers of people inbound, um, you know, just the data on who's testing positive at what points. Will this data ever be released?
7: Really, I don't know. I have to ask the government whether this data did be released. Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, fa- sorry. Go on. You, you, we, we just don't know. You're, you're, but would it be a good idea to release that data? Uh, it's
7: up to the up to the government policy. I think I, I think it's it's not it's not. I'm, i I I can predict. You know, and uh, <coughs> it's good to, to have that data released.
4: Because it, now uh, as as think, yeah. because now you see we're faced with the situation where to come from the UK to Hong Kong takes six weeks, because you uh, must spend uh, three weeks outside of the UK first and then another three weeks in hotel quarantine here. And many people are questioning why do they still have to do three weeks here when do we know if anybody actually has shown up positive in the third week of hotel quarantine?
7: Yeah, it's a bit long, uh, as long as is concerned. I think uh, I think up to three weeks is uh, good enough for quarantine. previous uh, is two weeks now. Isn't? Three weeks is good. I think it's good enough.
3: Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Thank you very much. That was Dr. Henry Young, uh, President of Hong Kong Doctors' Union, uh, and also Dr. Pan Pei Chow, uh, former Vice Chair of the Hong Kong Federation of Trade Unions. Uh, Before we close, uh, let's return uh, to the subject of yesterday's programme. Yesterday's programme was discussing RTHK's um, decision to um, uh, discontinue uh, various BBC programmes. One further email we didn't have time for yesterday, but uh, is criticising RTHK, so we really should give it uh, some air, air, air here. The fact that RTHK management doesn't have the fortitude to appear even on its own channels to discuss or defend its decision is telling. The point this management now effectively says it takes direction from a mainland department to which RTHK is not answerable is a subject which it should be more publicly answerable. RTHK management through this step has displayed that Hong Kong's high degree of autonomy is not only under threat but is in practice no longer at all. What next? Does RTHK now need to report mainland news unfiltered and Will it need to adjust its news output accordingly? RTHK management needs to explain fully its position on the application of the Mainland Regulation on Media and Broadcasting in Hong Kong. Uh, that email from Griffin, that email sent during yesterday's programme. Uh, we should just note, of course, after yesterday's programme, the Director of Broadcasting did come out to, uh, to speak further about this issue. Uh, that's it for this week. Thank you very much, Anna. Um, Hugh will be back in the seat next week. Uh, the weather forecast, fine and dry, is cool in the morning. The maximum temperature will be around 23 degrees. Moderate easterly winds, fresh offshore at first. We'll be back on Monday.
0: The financial secretary will deliver the government's 2021-22 budget on February 24th. The budget
2: speech will be published simultaneously on the website budget.gov.hk. Copies of a highlights leaflet will be available at the Home Affairs Inquiry Centers,
0: selected government office buildings, and other locations that afternoon. An electronic version of the leaflet will also be available. The public are encouraged to access the information
3: online the news with Samantha Butler.
2: Workers with priority for a COVID-19 vaccination are hoping they won't be punished or barred from work if they choose not to get inoculated. Medics and elderly care home staff are among the 2.4 million people who have priority with bookings to open next Tuesday and inoculations to start from Friday. Aracena Mar from the Public Doctors Association said authorities should make sure it's convenient for busy medics to get vaccinated and it should be voluntary. Government officials have finally agreed that food delivery workers and people buying takeaways don't have to use the contact tracing app or leave their details at restaurants. The Secretary for Health had previously said people should do the contact tracing as long as they enter the restaurant. And hundreds of thousands of homes in the U.S. state of Texas have spent a fourth day without power after widespread outages following severe winter weather. Some residents are struggling to access food. Millions of people are still without water. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. It's time right now on Radio 3 to say good morning to Phil Whelan and his guests on The Morning Brew. Hello. Hello, Phil. How are you? Not too bad at all. Good morning. You'll be up-spotting.
7: Hello. You never Facebook chat with me, Phil? Sure. Good morning. it has got the top of Gary-type violence.
4: It's a great experience if you
7: just want to get a bit of
2: zing. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. morning.
7: Good morning to you and welcome to Friday, very upper crust Friday, with the Pie Man at 10.10 here on the Morning Brew. Join Chef R.J. Asher for this week's Food Chats. Of course, any questions, bits and pieces, crustiness, whatever you want, join us on Facebook Live. Danny Hicks brings you another edition of Sports and All After 11. And finally, it seems we really are off to the movies. What? Marshy's going to chuck that couch out. Our tame critic will be with us at 12.10 today. We're going to be on Facebook Live throughout the morning, so love to see you there.